Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 345, Molly's Game, the directorial debut of Aaron Sorkin. Uh-huh. It's just weird to think that like he's never directed one I, I, I Not yeah. even a television show. No, that's, yeah. that's surprising. That's, uh, that's impressive. So before we dig in, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. I'm Paul. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. Go there, rate, review, subscribe while you're on the internet. You can go ahead and swing on by our Facebook page. We'll let you. Uh, and It's free. Go ahead and uh, like us at uh, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Maybe join the League of Show Sharers if you're looking for that sort of commitment. So there, what kind of commitment? <laughs> We've done all that, and uh, this movie is a lot about poker. Yep, and uh, Paul is very knowledgeable in the ways of poker. Yeah, I've been playing it for a long time, and I had a poker radio show for about three and a half years. Oh, yeah. So I, that's why we obviously we have you on when movies aren't just about poker. Aha! Uh-huh. In case you haven't noticed, <laughs> but uh, but it was like it seemed doubly fitting. I'm like, we gotta get Paul on because yeah. he knows about poker <laughs> and he can explain things to us, like you know, the flop, hearts and clubs. Yeah, right. And he's actually <laughs> interviewed Molly Bloom, which is a that and helps. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that helps. So, uh, so you should have lots of wonderful insight throughout this episode. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dazzle us. All right, I'm there. Do you want do you want some backstory? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in 2014, I got my hands on a copy of Molly Bloom's memoir called Molly's Game. And it's about her experiences running these high-stakes underground poker games in Los Angeles for rich guys and well-known celebrities. Can I, can I ask a quick question about the book? When, when the book first came out, was it, uh, was it a major release or was it more kind of targeted to people that were already like involved in that world that, that were fans of poker and it, it, it's on a small publishing company called abe books okay does oh, that yeah. answer your question okay so it was kind of a niche like oh people that like poker will buy this book probably yes and the reason it got more attention than a regular poker book was molly named names in the book she talked about toby mcguire and ben affleck and leonardo dicaprio and people like that uh being at these games and it was fascinating for me to read, partly because as a poker player and former poker radio host and person who had known some pretty high-stakes players myself, not being one, but knowing some <laughs> of these people, um, I, I was interested in that aspect of it. But the big-name stars drew people to the book, and that's what made the book a bestseller. Uh, I read it in one day. Oh, wow. And I enjoyed it a lot. And then I lined up an interview with Molly Bloom, who happened to be doing a satellite radio tour one morning. And I went into the radio station, KTRS, and sat there in the studio listening to the previous guy who was interviewing her. I happened to be last on her schedule that day. And I couldn't hear the other guy, who was a talk show host from Providence, Rhode Island. (laughs) But I could tell by Molly's answers that A, he knew nothing about poker, and B, thought that she was 
you know, encouraging people to gamble and oh. was a bad person. And oh. he obviously was really being, I don't want to say verbally abusive towards her, but he wasn't treating her nicely. When that was over, they came to me next, and I said, let me just set the stage here for you. I know you're supposed to only give me five to eight minutes, but I know I'm your last one of the day. I also know the last guy was a jerk. I'm not going to be a jerk because <laughs> not, not only do I play poker and know about this game, but I've played with some of the celebrities who you had in your game. She Within 30 seconds of the beginning of the interview, she totally lightened up, and I went 15 or 16 minutes with That's awesome, nice. and it was great. And at the end of the interview, one of the things I asked her was, so, have you sold the rights to the book as a movie yet? And she said, well, I'm working on it. There you go. And, there I, said, and, and I said, who's going to play who? I mean, who, who's going to play? Uh, I, I know you're not going to get Tobey Maguire to be in your movie because <laughs> he's a real jerk in the book. And turns out in the movie, which we'll get to in a second. And she said, well, I don't know. who. Maybe. I mean, he'll do anything for money. Ah, <laughs> that's funny. And so now three and a half years later, we get the movie. You know, she sold the movie rights to whoever the producers were. And Aaron Sorkin came along. And changed it around a lot, sure. which we can talk about. Uh, and now you have the movie starring Jessica Chastain as Molly. There's a hilarious line. So I knew going in who Michael Sarah was supposed to be, mm-hmm. where she calls him a green screen, green screen. jerk off. Yes. And I was like, that's hilarious. Like, I know exactly who we're talking about. Yeah. That is hilarious. Now, that if you ask anybody officially related to this movie, they right. will tell you, oh, no, no, he's yeah. not playing Tobey right. Maguire. He's playing an amalgam of some of the he's guys who are in that game. He's a composite character. Yeah. yeah, he's not a composite character. That's he's their playing, lawyers. He's yeah. playing Tobey yeah. Maguire. Yeah. Right. Which is what I've uh, heard. But they don't name him in the movie, which is one of the problems I had with the movie. And there were a few, and some of these will be nitpicky as we go through it. But I will tell you that the movie does not name Ben Affleck and Leonardo DiCaprio no, or a not. billionaire banker named Andy Beal from Texas who's legendary in the poker world or Tobey Maguire or the Olsen twins or A-Rod or other people well, who they kind of, in the book. They kind of reference a Yankees player right. that everybody wants to lose money to. Yeah. And I assumed, given the time frame, it was either Jeter or A Rod, yes, and I. It know. was A Rod. Yeah. Just real quick, the Olsen twins play poker. They, they brought someone in. Yes, they brought some really. Tom, they've had so much work on their face that they couldn't tell if they were lying or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have poker face. You have Botox face. <laughs> yeah, Botox uh, face. <laughs> I just yeah. wouldn't have pictured the Olsen twins as being. No, no they, they, they they were able to come in and hang out because they brought in a like a billionaire. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay, that yeah, makes the, sense. the key to any game like that is if you have a lot of money and you're not good, you are welcome in our game. Yep. Yeah. If you are a really good poker player and you have a lot of money, you are not yeah. welcome in our game. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That By the way, good. that's the rule at any poker table. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. I believe that. Hey, how about getting that really great player in here? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, we're good. Thank you. So do people ever um excuse me. Do people ever want to play? The great players just to say that they've played them is that a thing? Well, there are some people who want to do that, and you know, if you play against them in a tournament, well, you don't get to cho- pick and choose who you play against. But if right. you're playing in a cash game, particularly for any kind of decent stakes, you want the drunk rich guy who doesn't yeah, know what right. he's doing. I didn't know if there was a certain like you know the idea of like oh I want to play tennis against you know Andre Agassi, Billie Jean King, or something. Yeah. You know? Do you want to do it for money? Okay, that's fair. Or for fun? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So I guess a lot of people in in the real story, and I guess, and they touch on this in the movie, they want to play against the celebrities because, ooh, ah, I'm playing against, I mean, they want to be in the room with the celebrities. That's how they got the big fishes in. They reeled them in because it's like, oh, look. And at the time, Tobey Maguire was really big because of Spider-Man. Right. Everybody wanted to play with Spider-Man. Yeah. Does Matt does Matt Damon ever go to the games? Uh, he's mentioned in the book, not in, in the movie. I just didn't know because because ra- of Rounders. Yeah. Ah. Oh, he was brought in by Ben Affleck. But Affleck okay. was Affleck, the big yeah. one in the and, real and game. And Affleck right. is a good poker player too. Yeah. He won the California State Championship several years ago. Yeah. Oh, really? and he's also a semi bad gambler too because he's been banned from casinos. No, but he wasn't banned for he card counting. Yeah. Casinos don't ban you for being a bad gambler. That's true. Casinos yeah. want I mean, you to I mean, be a bad like, gambler. I mean, he has like I mean, sorry, I meant he has like a gambling no, problem. No, he was maybe. counting cards, yeah. which casinos don't want in a blackjack. <laughs> Don't yeah. do that. If you're a horrible gambler with a problem, sure. the casino will give you anything <laughs> right. you want. They sure. will fly you in on a jet. Yeah. Yep. They... If you go to a casino and say, I have a system to win at roulette, sure. and I'm going to bet a lot of money, they'll go, please, yeah. would, you li- would, would you like a suite for the weekend? <laughs> yeah. totally. No, no, I meant I think he had a gambling problem, not bad like he didn't know what he was doing. I think I think he notoriously had a I think that may problem. be Jennifer Garner talking. Oh, yeah. okay. Not okay. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Did she throw his name under the mud a lot? Well, they got divorced, so I'm going to yeah, guess that sort of thing comes up in divorce. And then he was living. He was, Let living, me tell you, he was you living in the guest house of his house. He was like, "Well, I guess I'll stay back here on the lawn." I guess. Guess Joe hasn't life. been divorced yet or ever. <laughs> it was close, know? but no. yeah, you'll see. You'll, yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully not. But yes. so a real a quick story about Aaron Sorkin. I just listened to um, how did this get made? Did Deck the Halls, uh, starring Kristen Chenoweth, Chenoweth, mm-hmm. uh, who was like. It's hilarious to listen to this episode because the Andrea Savage, who plays the president on Veep, um, had a friend who was on set, and she's telling these stories about all the, like everybody involved with them. Like Matthew, it looked somebody said it looked like Matthew Broderick wanted to shoot himself on like while they were making this movie, Makes and sense. she goes, "You don't even know the half of it." Like he was, he would walk around set and be like, "Well, this is it, this is the end," and they said that Chris Chenoweth. Was constantly crying all Aww. the time because Aaron Sorkin had just dumped her. Oh, uh, like on like right before they started filming, like Sorkin they had just broken up and she was a wreck. And they they could only get her to stop crying while they were shooting. Oh. And if you watch it, you're just like, why is her face so puffy? What movie is this? Deck the Halls. I never even heard of it. It's a really one of those bad, generic, it's a really Christmas bad Christmas things movie they try to come out with. That Sorkin said, wrote? No, no, no. Oh. Like he was dating Kristen Chenoweth, uh-huh. and then they had just broken up, and she started making this movie, oh. and it was a train wreck from Jump Street. And I just thought that was funny, like of the timing of me listening to that episode and then seeing the Aaron Sorkin yeah. movie. Yeah. But well, I guess we'll just get into it. So the movie opens up uh, with. Very, this if if they, you can't get more Sorkin than this movie, like yeah, it this is, is like freebasing Aaron. Sorkin. Yeah, it's exactly what it, is. and I don't mind. Be careful it. with the term- terminology you use around Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say if you don't like the rhythm and intelligence of Aaron Sorkin's writing, yeah, do not see this movie. No, it's weird because so like. Yeah, there's a bunch of Adam Sandler movies on Netflix. Go go do that. Right. Yeah, yeah. But this uh-huh. he's social networking the place up. Like you well, know, like that's it, a true story. But you know, he's putting fiction. in. So that's a, the only reason I think that's different is because Fincher directed the bejesus out of that movie, and he slowed it down as much as he could. And I think the same thing. Who directed Moneyball? Who was who that? Did direct Moneyball? Can't remember. Who, whoever did that also kind of slowed that script down. Where this one. 
like the the way it's shot and the way it's filmed is so kinetic and so fast that oh, it was Bennett Miller. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Um it's it's it can be hard to keep up with. Yeah. Because there's quick cuts between uh characters like as they're having a conversation and I don't know how he can film. I don't know like trying to get a, a script filmed like this. Like there are scenes with uh Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba where they're talking over one another, and like I don't know how the hell that gets filmed. Like that's an that's another level of filmmaking that because well, it's so fast. Robert Altman started doing that fifty years ago. Go watch Mash. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. And I, I, but it's not well, as rapid fire. This is like bam, you know bam, I mean? bam, bam, bam. Like yeah. there, it's. But, but Sorkin, you're right. Sorkin was doing that on the West Wing in the nineties. But he wasn't directing it. No. You know what I mean? No, it's, but when Tommy Schlamme was directing those episodes, they had that same sort of they? kinetic feel. Okay. Which is a great word for it, by the way. Yeah, I don't really... And I th- I think from a TV Thank standpoint, you. I think the first time I remember seeing stuff like that, honestly, was probably Moonlighting. Uh, that's so... You yeah. said... I've I've heard that before, and I've yeah. seen Moonlighting a bunch, but that's very true. Moonlighting, they were, they were lots of, like, one rapid dialogue, but there was lots... Of, they would talk over each other. They, yeah. they'd, they'd get in conversations or arguments, right. and they would both be talking rapidly, and they were both, like, giving... It wasn't just placeholder speeches. It was important dialogue. It was important dialogue and clever dialogue, and, like, mm-hmm. you would, like, on a second viewing, hear more... You'd listen, kind of focus good more on show. one than the other. The first like season and a half, two yeah. seasons, or how long? How long did that go? I think it ran for four seasons, something there, like that. There was a like writer's this. strike in the okay. middle, and then Sybil Shepherd got pregnant, and that screwed it all up. And then they, uh, I think, what Bruce Willis became boy- Bruce Willis boycotted a, f- a few episodes. Oh, really? he, he had a movie career, and she and didn't, then, and, and then she he, couldn't take that anymore. Uh, yeah, and then he became a big A list star, and she and now yeah, he's she in, now that. he's in the remake of Death Wish. Yeah, but. Uh, um, is that Eli Roth? Yeah, it is. Yeah, gross. Mm. But the first, uh, that, the first like two seasons or so, it's a good show. But there was like what five or six episodes in the middle that that Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd, neither of them were on. Yeah. Oh, really? They were like holding out for more money or something, and so they handed the reins over That's to, to uh, Miss DePesto and. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wow. And, and Booger from uh, Booger. I forgot he was on Curtis the Armstrong. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Curtis Armstrong. You're no, I like yeah. Booger Blast. He's a good. Yeah. You know, he's a fun to watch. But but uh, he, that's not what you tune into that show for. And the lady, the actress who played Miss Pesto, I don't know if she still is, but for years was the voice of Disney Junior. Hmm. Oh really? Oh wow. Yeah. And Booger was on Supernatural. Yeah. The yeah, little squeaky a, voice that was. Yeah. Like, okay. And I'll also add about Aaron Sorkin. His, his his unique rhythms didn't first come to TV on the West Wing. He had a series before that called Sports, Sports Night. Night. Yeah. Oh, that's a great show. Yes. That's him. Yes. Yeah. Josh oh. Charles, Peter Krause. That's a great show. Felicity Hoffman, mm-hmm. St. Louis's own Robert Guillaume. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that is a the fantastic. Late. The late. That was a one late season. Was a one Hayes. season wonder, right? No, it was on two, three seasons. Was it really? Did yeah. it go three? I thought. Well, at least two. Yeah. Okay. That's a great show. That was a show that like they made it look like a com- like a straight up comedy and it wasn't. No. Like that was very West Wing yeah. uh, newsroom ish. So, this movie opens up um we're introduced to Molly almost immediately uh and she is getting ready to go de- to for the qualifying round uh of the was it Salt Lake City of the Winter Olympics. I guess it doesn't matter which one. Wasn't she ranked like third? In the... She's ranked third, and she was going over like, she's like, if I have the perfect run, I'm in. If I have the best run of my life, I'm at least in medal contention. She does this thing about, they ask, 
people like what's the worst thing that could happen and you know somebody's saying losing game seven yeah. you know or getting swept in the world i love series, this writing this or getting like this was my favorite this was my favorite scene of this yeah. like the the dialogue i just this. love this that is, line when she yeah and she goes and she's like and somebody said coming in third or fourth fourth, in fourth the at the olympics and then she's everything's going perfect she's explaining like that uh, people will put down like little pine yeah pine cones but not pine for cones, depth but, like, of the for snow depth to see when it gets that the weather yeah. conditions are like bad. pine needles little brush of so she's and she's she's doing the perfect run she's got she's everything is perfectly in line and she just happens to kick a stick basically there's a frozen stick in the in the ground and it just happens to it, clip her ski like, at the right and unhooks spot it and unhooks it oh. and she goes flying we've already been told that she had com- a major back surgery when she was like 12 or something 12 when she was a kid yeah, she had she, a spinal think, fusion yeah. also kevin costner uh also playing a another dad like that's uh, that i wonder if that's his he's the new um what, what movie was it where was it uh oh who was the gal from nocta Catherine heigl where she's like the crazy wackadoo all of them no the most ah. recent one we just did oh, rosario dawson yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. where she was like this is her new thing like she should just yeah. steer into the curve i think this is the kevin costner thing hmm. you know he tells superman to kill people it's fine <laughs> um so yeah like she's like my back really hurts and he was just like what's another word for i don't know tired, tired. and she says weak and he's like all right have gone with an exhaust i know there's all kinds of words yeah. <laughs> uh and she ends up like blowing her back out basically uh, so they have a surgery and the doctor is kind of But says, that line. So for you that say, what's the worst thing that could have happened after all this thing? F you. Oh yeah. It's, Long, great. it's just a great line. Where's, well, I, so what happens is, is her skate, her ski goes flying. She literally lands on her head and she's laying there and she's covered in blood. And she's like, so the worst thing that could happen is coming in third. Yeah. F you. It's good. Like that's a great line. And then, uh, that's a the, great setup for this movie. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's on. I'm like, this is good. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Like and there are certain there are certain beats that I don't I didn't enjoy, but if you like Aaron Sorkin, yeah, oh buddy, like you are in for a treat. And I and I do like Aaron Sorkin. I like. Did he? What was the last thing he jobs. wrote? Okay, I didn't like Jobs. No, he didn't really. That that's the that's some that that's is fast some pretty fast one, pace. Right? Yeah, that's not the fast pace isn't the problem. Like that, but they I'm, are going at a good clip when they're like him and uh, oh, Winslet no, no. and stuff. I mean, they're like I, they're doing that dialogue. That I have of, no problem with the like. I enjoy like the Social Network, yeah. Moneyball. I enjoy that stuff. I think Jobs just there was nothing about that movie that excited yeah. me. Where Social Network, you're just like, yeah, I yes, let's keep going. Fair enough. And Moneyball, like the my favorite scene of Moneyball is when. Brad Pitt is talking to Bennett Chris Miller's Moneyball. But yeah. Bennett Miller's Moneyball. It's a great movie. Is when Brad Pitt's character is talking to Chris Pratt. Yeah. And he's just like, is it hard to play first base? He's like, tell him, Walsh, who was the the manager of the Washington. It doesn't matter. And he's like, it's extremely hard to play first base. <laughs> and like Chris Pratt's character was not that great of a base. He's a professional baseball player. <clears throat> so he's good enough. But he's, yeah. Um, so... We flash forward about twelve. Okay, years. before you flash forward, I got. I have to say this. This was my major problem with Molly's game. The time jump? No. Oh. When I when I started when we started the show and I st- gave some backstory here and I started oh. talking about the book and what the book was about, you didn't hear me mention Olympics or skiing or her father or any of that stuff because that's not the core story of this movie. Is it? Is it true? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously the the you can't make up the Olympic thing. That's no, that's easily that traceable, may all but. be in there. But the story is not about how an Olympic skier missed her opportunity to ski and then went and found something else to do. That's not the story you're going to see in Molly's game. Okay, you're going to see the story of a woman who set up these high stakes underground poker games for rich guys who played for unbelievable stakes, and meanwhile she's also playing for unbelievable stakes against the law. Isn't that what the movie is about? It is, I didn't mind the background of her character oh, no, for five minutes, though. No, for five minutes. It, it isn't that long. If you take out the Kevin Costner parts from that and later on in the movie, and particularly the bench scene That at the was end, the problem I the had. The bench scene is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If, you, if yep. you take all that stuff out, I think it's about a half hour of this movie, Kevin. Hmm. And the movie is two hours and 20 minutes long, which is too long for any oh. drama. Take that stuff out, and you have a reasonable length movie. Sorkin has seriously overwritten hmm. this movie. I think maybe he wanted to prove something. Whatever it was, it does not need to have that element of it because that's not the core prove? story. I will say I that agree. Sorkin is Latin for overwritten. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, like you, you go to Sorkin because you like the overwriting. Like yes, if you like, I, like when I say what he, but to prove something, he's the director. Right. I think another director gets that script and says, "Okay, we're taking that part out." That's what See, I'm saying. It's I, too much movie. Yeah. I liked the I I, I liked the setup. Of the of the Olympic, and yeah, the I like just the opening background. But I didn't but like the payoff. I didn't yeah. like when it turns into like this this psychological stuff at the end. It, that was a problem. But uh, what I liked about the 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 Olympic stuff is it like I think for people that don't know about poker, right? I think they uh, they would think her achievement is not anything all that amazing. And I think by showing the Olympic stuff, I I felt like it illustrated that this was a smart and driven and dedicated woman who could who could achieve things. And I think if you didn't get that, you just think she's some hot chick who set up poker games because she's got nice boobs. I agree. Oh, I, I would also it, agree. I think it, it set up the character for for the yeah. She's more than just a pretty face. Like she was smart. The way she analyzed things and talked about you know the the places and figuring out how she would win or whatever. Like it gave me insight into her mind. I think a good writer could have done that without this story. By the way, but I how do you leave that I, out? I, I she's have, an Olympic qualifying. She was. Who cares? It's not the <laughs> it's not the story. <laughs> that's who she is. But that's who she was oh. before the story started. Yeah. I think I think it gives her. Uh, some likability and some, uh, f- what's the word? Well, she also lost it all. Like she trained her whole life to be well, a skier, and then she had to go work three jobs. Like I think it also shows that she fell from grace. She wasn't someone with nothing going for it. But and she stumbled didn't have to. She chose. She chose to. to. She could have gone right to law. She could have gone to law. Yeah. I mean, she, she was in she, real I, life. She could. She, she could have any. I mean, she could. From what her she, own from path. what they're saying is like she was a she was borderline a genius. But she was going to law school when she worked the three jobs, at least in real life. I mean, that's what she was. She was just working through it, like per- pursuing. She was undergrad, I guess, for law school during all that. And then when she stumbled into things, I guess she took a break and you know went the poker route. That's I guess my so. To me, that opening scene gives her uh, an era of likability, which they do throughout the entire. There's never a moment where you don't like Molly. Like she, you're you're rooting for her for the entire for the entire movie. Uh, they also. They give her it gives her a like a, to bring her down to like the common person's level where she has. The, I think anybody can uh, look at an overbearing father or being pushed past your limits or anything like that so that they can uh, 
an era of commonality, I guess, would be the only other word where... Because once we get into the poker stuff, like, she is on another level. You know, it's funny. I saw the entire social network. I don't remember there being anything about Mark Zuckerberg's parents or Mark Zuckerberg's problems before he broke up with that girl and decided to go write the first code about that would eventually become Facebook I mean, the code, or any the of that code sort of stuff. Stole? Every character in every movie has a backstory yeah, that yeah. leads them to what they are. A good writer can tell you that's the backstory. Now, here's where we start the movie. They never make Mark Zuckerberg likable. Like he, Mark Zuckerberg is not likable in that movie. Like you like watching it, but he's an asshole that entire movie to everybody he's involved. He's never nice to anybody. And when Sorkin is asked about it, he says, "Do you ever feel bad that you wrote Mark Zuckerberg?" And he he's a real person that has to like face the other people's yeah, opinions of him now. Mark Zuckerberg. Well, no, but and he says, "Well, this movie wasn't about Mark Zuckerberg. It was about this lawsuit." And like he like then again, it's not a biopic. Like he he's writing about. You know the the that's the fictional stuff, and he's a character to push forward like what happened with his lawsuit. So like he doesn't apologize for. I feel like Sorkin is Mark Zuckerberg. I totally think I the think same S- thing. Sorkin is, in most instances, the smartest guy in the room mm-hmm. that doesn't have any goddamn patience for you for your people oh, yes. that aren't as good. Oh yeah, and and so I think I I I think Sorkin looks at the social network and is like. Well, Zuckerberg's not an asshole. Right. Zuckerberg's <laughs> yeah, exactly right. what Zuckerberg He's the be. hero uh, of this movie. Yeah. He's the smart guy <laughs> who has to deal with all these idiots around him all day. Right. That's interesting. I, that, that's <laughs> I, always been I, my take. I, I totally agree. Yeah. And totally I think agree. that's why the movie works is yep. because is because Zuckerberg is a jerk, but but that it's not really entirely written that way. It's written like you still like you kind of like you, you like still, watching him. You I, like the guy in spite of himself, in right. spite of yourself, because even though he's a jerk, he's not wrong. Uh, I, rooted, <laughs> I, I rooted for Mark Zuckerberg in the Social Network the same way I rooted for Walter White in Breaking Bad. Right, That's That's fair. Or, yeah. or to or Scarface or Henry Hill. Like yeah. you're, you're right. rooting and you know you're, you're, you're rooting, rooting for the, the bad villain. guy. Yes, yeah. the right. anti-hero. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, so fast forward to where Paul's movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> so we fast forward twelve years. And uh, Molly has decided to take a break. Um, she, oh no, wait! She's sick and tired of the cold in Colorado, so, so she, she moves heads, to L.A. She's like, I want to be a young person. I want to be young for a in, while in warm weather. And I was like, Me too. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's like, why Joe really related <laughs> yeah, to this yeah. movie. What I'm a, with you. Let's what a, go. What a perfect weekend to open oh, with man, that statement. You ain't kidding. Yeah. You ain't kidding. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I'm just like, Ow, ow. Uh, or last night. Doesn't matter. It all just runs together at this <laughs> point. Um, it only gets worse. I know. So she moves to LA. She's crashing on her friend's couch, and she decides she's like, "I got to do something. I can't just stay here." So she gets this job at like a Cuban uh, themed bar. She's like, "And my uniform was a wife beater and camo, camo short booty shorts." shorts. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny. Like, I forget how gorgeous. She is, and it, it. It. I've never seen her look better. That's than That's what I'm saying. Is, is like incredible. she's. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen her look. Uh, this, <laughs> a Cinemax version of Jessica Chastain. Like that's what she is throughout this entire movie, and it, sometimes it takes me out of the movie. Hmm. Like there are certain scenes where I was like, I wasn't paying attention to what <laughs> was just said. Crap! This is a Sorkin movie. I have to pay attention to what's being said. Um. It's funny because you use the there's something about Mary advice, which is, oh, right on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That will allow you to focus. Yeah, right oh on. My God. <laughs> is that hair gel? Um, it's it. 
it's weird because like I always felt like her, Jessica Chastain and Amy Adams, were the same caliber of actress. They some of them took like I don't think I don't remember seeing Jessica Chastain. I'm looking at a poster of the Muppets starring Amy Adams. I don't think Jessica Chastain has taken that like those cupcake roles, those kind of like like the Muppets or the or Ella Enchanted stuff like is that what that was? Mm-hmm. Enchanted, Enchanted. Enchanted. Mm-hmm. Like first off, the Muppets was an amazing movie. It Muppets was incredible. Fantastic so movie. you shut your horn no, no, no. I showed I Katie that a couple I weeks ago. That She's like, "Thank you for introducing me to this." Like, I, that movie deserves more than it ever got. Yeah, and I I like Muppets Most Wanted as well. I did too. Yeah, not as good as the Muppets. But no, it was I only good. liked uh, the, what's the the other frog? I thought he was hilarious. Constantine, who now voices Kermit the Frog. Constantine. Uh, yeah. Constantine. I thought he yeah. was so funny. But like Jessica Chastain has kind of stuck. You want to know that. something weird? Apropos of nothing, I do. I work with a guy sometimes who works at one of the like the little smaller newspapers in town, and his name is Kermit Constantine. No, no it's not. <laughs> and I've known him w- for years before that movie. That's hilarious. What are the odds? That's, yeah, that's Constant. pretty impressive. That's good. His parents were fortuitive. Yeah. You yeah. didn't make the mistake of calling his girlfriend Miss Piggy, did you? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, but Jessica Chastain has always been on this top level drama she's getting so she gets nominated I, I feel like it's every year yeah like like she's she, she's always in the top where amy adams kind of just does the fun stuff with she, the exception of the dc stuff. she's that's uh zero dark 30 right oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. that's and, the first time i that's saw what, that's when i was introduced and, and miss was, sloan last year mm-hmm. that's what it, i knew there was something else last year yeah what well, was, was she also in, in was she in the one with oscar isaac too was she in the the a violent year or is she didn't may, say it don't know okay she might be in the the sequel to it we don't know could be Amy Adams. Could be Jessica Chastain. <laughs> we have no idea. Well, she is a phenomenal actor. She is a pheno- and she is amazing in this. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just get it out of the way so we don't say yeah, anymore. That's she all is I'm going to say. She looks Drop like, dead gorgeous. Holy. And you talk they, about Karen The Gillen. costume department deserves <laughs> an award because. Yeah. I don't think I mean, they digitally took her nipples out. But. Do, do you think so? From You've read the book Molly's Game. Yeah. You said. So did she dress? Does she have. The way she dresses in the film is very revealing. I mean, she looks amazing. Was that a strategy of hers? To try to win the room over? I mean, what was that? Her business involved making sure that men were happy. Okay. Not in a sexual way. Sure. But but in kind of a sexual way. You know, there was an actual physical contact going on, but they were invited to come to an event that she was putting on. And so once she got some money, which we'll get to in a second, um, yeah, she changed the way she dressed. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, not, it's not business casual yeah. when you're hosting guys who are buying into a game for 50000 or more. Yeah, that's fair. And poker is a boys club. Absolutely. That, I mean, yeah. With the exception of Shane Elizabeth, I couldn't you know, so there's, name another female poker player. Yeah, and so there's a reason. She's not a female <laughs> poker player. I mean, she is a female She's a female poker. celebrity who plays poker. Yeah. That's yeah, not right, the same right. thing. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a reason this movie does this. So I'm just, I guess I wanted to address like someone, uh, I think it was David on the message boards, basically said that uh, Sorkin's a misogynist. I'm not, I don't think we ever got a reason for why, but I could, I mean, she's I, not I, in those I, outfits I because Sorkin just wanted to see no. Chastain parading around in these titillating he's, outfits. In his private life, he's had some very, he's had some issues, some very problematic relationships, and how he's treated the women in those relationships. Yes. Is David O. Russell a misogynist for the stuff he put Amy Adams in in American Hustle? I wouldn't think so. I, no? I, he might be one in real life. Yeah. I have no idea. But so, and, just getting but, to the point where this was based on her I think dressing to impress, making me have to sit through joy. I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. anyway. stupid mop movie. Um, yeah. So she's working this. She's working the room. 
and I, I like the scene where she's like, our as a our job at this bar was not to serve you drinks, but to get you to buy more drinks, right. and more expensive drinks. Yeah. Like there's a great scene where he's like, I'll take a bottle of whatever vodka, and she's like, You kind of look you more like a great like Grey goose. goose. He's like, well, What does a Grey Goose kind of guy look like? She's like, You, a guy with a bottle of Grey Goose. In front and she of was him. like, <laughs> He goes, Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Okay, so they also hire these these models who like, well, you know, their go- their job is to have you, the customer, buy them shots, thus making you buy more bottles of booze. Yeah, and she's really good at her job. It's yeah. the strip club model, but without nudity. Correct. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I hate those places. Like no, yeah, uh, like used car salesmen. Yeah, you know, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was thinking of awful <laughs> of like my stupid friends that were just getting had left and right yeah. by these. That's what it is. They're strippers. they're seriously used car salesmen. Like they will get you to buy anything, whatever it takes. You know, like we went for my bachelor party, yeah. and I was just like, look, I'm just like, ah, uh, just every five seconds. Oh, you're the bachelor. Oh, you're the bachelor. Yeah. Oh, have your friends buy. The-? It's like it's it's more annoying than get, anything. You're get like away get away. Me. I know. So anyway, uh, so she ends up running into. Uh, a guy at the party. Now, who is this person? Do they say who this person is in real life? Dean. Is this the real estate? No, this is the this is the the movie. Producer. Oh, the, the movie producer, real estate guy. Oh no, yeah. no, no. Okay, so they never will talk about him Correct. ever. Okay, so he kind of says he's like, "You're pretty good at your job. Why don't you show up on this day at this time, and you'll be my assistant?" Doesn't he just like tell her like Basically, this guy's like, you're be yeah. here like this guy is a d bag like he God. seems like so obviously we're in the Midwest so he is what my. Oh, New York snob. Oh, no, of L.A. Oh, L.A., like, okay. L.A. producer. Like, that yeah. is exactly what I think <laughs> of those people are. Uh, they're not. I'm not saying they all are, but that's yeah. my imagination. You know, like the bagel scene or whatever? Where'd you get these bagels oh, from? Man. I don't eat these and, like, throws them away. Like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> if that was based on a real person, like, they did not make that oh, guy look good. I no. think that it was based on a real yeah. person. But, so this wasn't supposed to be where she worked. Like, she really worked at the real estate place like you know so is this supposed to be a real the real boss at this i i don't remember okay okay all, all i know is that in los angeles everybody calls himself a producer right they want yeah. to impress somebody <laughs> yeah. particularly of the opposite sex yeah. yeah so she ends up going there and she becomes his assistant like 24 7 like she get, he gives her all the phone numbers for the game correct right and it's, she was well that's so there's the bagel scene yeah where he's like be here at this time mm-hmm. like get here now with bagels and don't she, be late. And don't be yeah. late. So she brings, like, she's there on time. She's got a bag of bagels, and he loses his mind over well, where Those are, like, lower-class bagels. He doesn't eat those. Right. Uh, so it sets you up for his character. and Right. And then she he gives her all the numbers of all these celebrities. And, well, these people for his, this kid, I say kid. He looked like a kid. Uh, for the game in question, $10,000 buy-in. The amount of the blinds were there. He is uh, not Giovanni Rabisi. I was like Scoot McNeary. Yeah. Like, that's not <laughs> Scoot McNeary. Uh, so, and then she said, but then, so this movie does time jumps back and forth. So then we jump to Molly sleeping in a room surrounded by the, her books and everything. And then all of a sudden there's a raid. Like she gets a phone call and it's the FBI. And they're like, we're outside. And this was the first scene where I was like, I can't pay attention to what's happening right now. <laughs> Um, so she gets arrested. And this really happened. I mean, they surrounded her, the FBI, with guys with, you know, machine uh, automatic right. rifles or whatever. Like, I do like the line where she's like, which I'm sure wasn't used for any intimidation factor yeah. whatsoever. Right. <laughs> what a terrifying experience. So it's not like she's a drug lord. Like, right. is that a bit overkill to surround someone with 12 officers with 17 officers, 17 all with, heavily armed, with yeah. heavily armed for this 
woman that's sleeping. Well, and it's also like a woman that has not run a game in two years who hadn't like she I'm not going to say she was clean, but she was not doing anything illegal. Like she was just selling a book. And then all of a sudden here comes the feds and they're gunning for her for, you know, we'll find out what they were, why they were gunning for. I thought the way they told with the time jumps, I thought it was pretty easy to follow. Like, I, I, I really liked the storytelling they did with the back and forth. There was a moment where I thought we were going to get into some pedophilia. Like, there's oh, the why? scene. Well, there's the, they jumped to that scene where Kevin Costner is filming her asking questions. And the way she's laying down. And oh, it does kind of have like a creepy. Yeah, it was like, super creepy. Uh, was that Calvin his, Klein commercial years ago? Yes. It just felt like like the opening part of a <laughs> snuff film. Yeah. I, so like I thought that's I was like, oh, God, like I already like I don't need this. Like I already like Molly. Like we're already in. I don't. But that's not what the the, the video was about. And uh, did they did they do something with this actress to make her look like a younger Jessica Chastain? I feel like they. they I made, think that's just casting, which it was great because it looked like a younger. But I also feel like they took Jessica Chastain's voice and maybe did something. She to it. had like the same cadence. That's and how what I'm she saying. Spoke. Yeah, like, I I will agree. I, there was a couple times where I was like, "Is this Jessica Chastain?" Or, right. There were, and then when she's doing the skiing stuff, she they made her. She looks younger. Yeah, and so that it's kind I, of the bridge. Between the other actress and then Jessica Chastain as an adult, where I was kind of like, are 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 did they ADR what are they? her lines? Yeah, that's what I thought because it sounds just like like or did a Jessica Chastain do the line read and then she mimicked it. Oh, I think maybe. That, I, I think that's what they did. Yeah, because well done. Because yeah. sometimes you get these flicks where they don't the the age gap doesn't make sense. Right. Um. But yeah, this one was very well done. So we get as we're so she's arrested. I'm trying to think. Do we jump back to her running the first game? Yeah, well, it, I think somewhere we get her going here, going into Idris Elba. Right? Thank God yeah. he's in a movie that doesn't can, suck. That doesn't yeah. suck. He the dark, the dark tower and the mountain between us. Yeah, two Did that suck? horrible missteps last year. Oh, tremendously. I know the dark tower. I didn't see the mountain between us. Oh, terrible. Oh, that's a shame. Give that guy James Bond. Do it. Yeah. Do it now. Well, do it now before he's too old to do it. Um. Did he sign on for one more? Yeah, Craig yeah, did sign on. Dang it. Yeah, well, he, I one. think he was already signed on, wasn't he? Didn't I don't think he so. Owe one more, but he was talking about bailing. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. They definitely said that last winner. It was his last one. He it said, could have been either one. Yeah, he set that up. Yeah. So, yeah, so we she goes to Idris Elba's office. Uh, she sees this little girl, and she's reading The Crucible, and she's just like, why are you reading that? She's like, oh, my dad made me read it. And, you know, there, there's a bit of a connection between the – the two hard-nosed dads and Jessica Chastain identifying with this girl. So she walks into his office and he they they give this rundown where he's just saying like, "Have you have you talked to anybody else about this?" And she was like, "Yep. Two of them were three of them were already locked up. One of them said he will take a different form of payment." Yeah. And he's like, "Yep, I know that guy." And, <laughs> and then there's you and she's like, "I asked." Then there was another guy who wanted, I guess, more money, but She's like, I need somebody who's not shady, who knows the prosecutor's office, and they give Idris Elba's name. Doesn't he also say that she can't afford him? Like his retainer is like he goes two hundred fifty thousand dollars. She yeah. goes, how much money do you have? And she was like, not that, because yeah. uh, they froze all her assets. Yeah, they didn't freeze it. They took it. They took, they took it. it. Oh, they took everything and then wanted to charge her interest on what they took mm. to give it back. Like I know maybe like at one point oh they froze it, but I guess eventually they just took it. Uh, yeah. Did she get it back? They never say that since she pled guilty. No, I don't think okay. she ever. No. Okay. 
She'll be fine. Ill-gotten gains. Isn't that what you call it in your business? Uh, not my business. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do we know how much money? Like in an interview with her, I heard her say that bank. She called Bank of America and asked why she was negative thirty million dollars. Like, do we know the number that she made? She I made, don't. I she said that in an interview, like, and it didn't seem staged. Like she was just talking, you know. And so I wonder if her dropping Can that you number. Explain to me why I have negative thirty million dollars in real life. She said negative thirty million. So Man. like that is a ton of. What one, one number does my overdraft protection? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is that a twenty dollar fine? That's that the best thirty four ninety five I've ever spent. <laughs> I will say, I get mad when I buy a pack of gum and they charge me thirty dollars. Yeah. But when they give me thirty million for thirty bucks, it's not so bad. That, yeah, it's that's all right. <laughs> now, before you go on here, Joe, I, yeah. I want to jump in with another problem I have with this yeah, movie. Yeah. The, the other people might consider these small, but this is a problem I have with the movie. And again, because I read the book, she was charged by the FBI in twenty thirteen. Okay. Her book came out in 2014. Yeah, it wasn't oh, out yet. Oh, I see. In the movie, the book came out first, and they make it seem like the reason she was busted was because she wrote the book about her experiences. He does say that. He says, you were you were running an illegal gambling thing, and you wrote a book about it? No. She right. had that's, stopped that's the two line. years yeah. earlier. Right. That's the line in the movie. Yeah. That does. He, I guess Sorkin why took they some change? liberties. Why, does the, to, why, does, why would that I guess for the writing, like for the plot, it's like, oh, they read the book and got n- oh. names and found out. Not, no. o- not only that, she was sentenced a month before the book came out. All of the stuff that takes place in the movie with Idris Elba is completely out of the actual timeline. Because huh. he's got copies of the book, and yeah. she's got copies of the book, right. and there was no book yet. Yeah. That's interesting. Your first meeting with your lawyer is not after you publish the book about your meeting with the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little. That's fair. That's a good, yeah. That's we'll allow it. That was an interesting choice then. Yeah, I don't know so, why. It's so I don't know what there. it adds. Yeah, it doesn't add anything really Just, besides. I, yeah, oh, so I guess how did they, they ended up getting her in real life because of the guy that they had on the, like there was some guy doing a there's Ponzi two, scheme. Brad Ruderman. Bad, okay. bad Brad. And he named her and that's how she And he got. named some of the other celebrities, yeah. which is why she named them in the book, mm-hmm. but not in the movie. Which is again still so odd. That's I the movie trying not can't. to be. That's the movie's lawyers saying, like, yeah. "We're not going to." Well, open the publisher's our... lawyers said it was okay, and apparently she hasn't been sued mm-hmm. by any of those people. Well, yeah, because but... you can't get sued for telling things that are true. Okay, like, it's, it's not character defamation if what you're saying is true, right? But I, I have a feeling In this fictional that... story it may have been taken out of. I mean, obviously that. So we're going to tell you right now. Toby Maguire is in the book. Michael Sarah is in this movie playing Player playing X. himself. But playing Tobey Maguire, like that's the well, they never technically no. refer to him as Michael Sarah. They no, refer to him as player. X. player oh, yes, that's X. true. Yeah. But I love that he's thinking because they show him on the red carpet, like right. an unnamed celebrity, and it's Michael Sarah right. red carpet. That's footage. a good point. I guess they never say yeah. Michael. Sarah. They don't. I really yeah. love how they did that though, because but, they're saying it's Tobey Maguire without naming him, and they're doing the same thing with Michael Sarah right. as a placeholder. It's weird how Michael Sarah is so willing to play, like. Re, like versions of himself. I don't in think movies he's. I don't think he's playing as a jerk. Yeah. I think he's a jerk. You know what though? I think at this point, like the kid quit acting because I he was going down a path of these goofy movies that like he didn't want to do. I think these are the roles that interest him now. Right. You know, like that's if he's going to come back for a movie, it's these movies. Right. Yeah. I Otherwise, he's not. I don't think oh, he's Nick and Nora's it. Infinite Playlist. You know, no, like he, that was a good movie. I liked that movie. Do, do you was think, it? Yeah. I liked it. 
Do you think it's possible that the reason they didn't name names in the movie isn't because a lawyer told them not to, but because Sorkin didn't want to have to find actors who could be Ben Affleck, Leonardo hmm. DiCaprio, et cetera, et cetera? I think it's it possible. more complicated. Be, it, right? al- it also might be that the studio and Aaron mm-hmm. Sorkin would one day like to still work with these actors. Yeah, that's who, a very who good Who put this point. out, by the way? Was it? I don't remember who distributed it. If it was Fox Searchlight or anything, I don't remember. Carry on. I'll if call. only one of us had a laptop in front of him, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually have this pulled up right now. Uh, this was distributed by STX Films. Okay, so it's nobody of note. Like, it's not Warner Brothers or Universal or... Uh, it's a, not one of it's the... It's not A24 or... I mean, they're not one of the big ones, but they still are... Okay. You know, yeah. But yeah, that's what I was thinking as well, is that maybe Sorkin didn't want to put a Ben Affleck or DiCaprio A-Rod into the movie. Maybe. And yeah. then get where um, Affleck's like, nope. I'm sorry. Uh, they were behind Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, Joe. So holy. <laughs> Look at your time. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just, anyway. <laughs> oh, man, what a garbage movie that was. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they have, and they have a great back and forth. Like, it's I have been on the Ibis, I, Idris Elba train uh, since The Wire. Me too. Like, that dude killed it in The Wire. He killed it on Luther. That dude is a The hell, Office. The Office. He's great on The Office. Yeah. Um, and he has not found his footing in Hollywood. Like in He the, hasn't in, become A-list in Which in is America, a shame because he deserves to be yeah. there. Just to, just to go back to the production credits on this, one of the producers is a woman named Amy Pascal. Yeah, that's a major player. Yeah, yeah. She did Spider Man: The Homecoming, The Post, um, Ghostbusters: The Female Edition, uh, a whole bunch of others. Yeah, she was head of Sony. So yeah, she I mean, was. She, yeah, yeah. Is she still? Well, she had, there was that big leak. I think she got let go. Oh, I think they fired. That her. was the. Whole, I want to yeah. say that was the whole like she no, was going writing Spider-Man, the stuff. Spider Man's in the Venom movie, and Kevin Feige's like, no, yeah. it's not. <laughs> I think uh, they. I think they got some emails of her talking bad about some important people. Jessica so let's Chastain. get back to the poker. Yes. Yeah. So she go like the she goes to set up the game and she kind of. Uh, it's funny. She's like, I had to explain spreadsheets to this moron because he didn't know his. Literally, he didn't know his ass from a hole in the ground when yeah. it came to anything. So he was he was making money in spite of himself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so and she starts running this game. And she goes, she's like, I was wearing like a $80 Kmart dress. Like it wasn't, you know, but she, the game is running her so best smoothly. Yeah, her yeah. best dress. Yeah. She had a cheese platter. Like <laughs> it's, it's cute. That was my favorite part was the cheese platter. And it's based on. Hilarious. My favorite part was when she Googled songs poker song players want like to, to, to listen yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then tried to figure out how to make a 90 minute playlist. Out of Kenny Loggins. Out of the, out of the yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Sorry. Or Highway to, you know, whatever. Um, and that was at the Viper Room, the mm. real game. I, so, like, Johnny they kept Depp saying had. the Cobra Room, and I was like, that's not a thing. No, it's the like, Viper it could Room. Be, but it was the Viper Room. Did they call it in the movie the Cobra Room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And exactly again, what, why? That's hilarious. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Like, and everybody knows what the Viper Like, I think the Viper Room's claim to fame is obviously that River, Johnny River, River Phoenix. Well, it's River, River Phoenix, Phoenix River died. River Phoenix died right. there. But that yeah, was yeah. his club, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can call it Los Angeles, in the movie it's not Moss Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to change the it's Viper room? Just, Don't give them any ideas. It's a Moss. real place. It's Moss yeah. Angeles. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so the game is running extremely smooth, and everybody's enjoying themselves, and everybody's dropping some serious yeah. money. Player X uh, is there, and like given given her the Google eyes, uh, and he kind of like finally as the game was wrapping up the guy in charge kind of says if you want to come back next week make sure you tip molly and she's just like i made three thousand dollars in one night 
so she starts working this game and she you know she steps up her game a little bit she gets a different outfit and they're bringing in more money and they're bringing in different players and money is coming in fast so finally she's making so much money that now her boss is accusing her of a sleeping with player x b player x and this other guy are cheating and she's just like no but we also like they they are alluding that she is like a genius so she's reading up on she's like i'm hearing them say things that i don't know what the hell they're talking about so she's googling you know the flop or the turn or you know and those are the two poker terms i'm going to give you because that's all i've got mm-hmm. um luckily we have someone i know that. yeah right yeah so she's learning this game she's not learning how to play well, i guess she probably is learning how to play but she's learning uh the ins and outs of this world quickly yep is that fair to say it's important for people who don't play poker to know when you go to a casino and you play roulette or blackjack or craps you're playing against the house yes in poker you're playing against the other people around the table so the guy who runs the game he's not risking when you bet fifty thousand dollars as the guy running the game he has nothing to do with that right he's not on the hook for the fifty thousand dollars if you win the hand the other player who was against them at the table is on the hook for that or loses it when they move all their ships in. And they get into that a lot. Yes. Yeah, which I'm fine with. So in a casino, they take a rake, right? They right. Have, well, we'll get to the rake. In yeah. yeah. So, and, but she doesn't at this point. So right. that's she's just making well, money she, from tips. She's not, running, she's not yeah. running the game yet. She's not running the game yet. Oh, true. But, yeah, she, but, she's, but there is no, it's not an illegal. No one's taking a rake, though. The anything. law is that unless you take a rake, which is a percentage of each pot, in casinos in St. Louis, it's usually $4. Uh, in other places I've played in, it's 5 6 $7. Or either that or you pay for the time you're sitting in your seat. Mm-hmm. There are sometimes you might have to pay $10 every half hour right. to have that seat at mm-hmm. the table. And that the casino takes that yeah. money. So the casino risks nothing. Right. But unlike all those other things I mentioned, the casino doesn't make that much. Mm-hmm. Poker is, n- is a loss leader for a casino. They could make a lot more money by taking all the poker games out of the casino and putting slot machines in there. Penny slots would make <laughs> more for them yeah. than poker rooms. They don't do that, however, because poker players also lose money at craps. Gets the whales in there, and then they leave the poker table after they lose to go put it, put their $50 in the slot machine. You know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, so that that it's the rake that gets her in trouble later mm-hmm. on because she she and the guy who was running the game at the Viper Room took no money out of right. the pot, thus making it not yeah. officially an illegal yeah. game. Her boss so, wanted to be popular. So the boss right. who was running the game... He was just doing it because he liked to do. He liked to play. He wanted yes. to be okay. He wanted to be a hot shot, you know, right. a Hollywood producer, and then so it made him feel good. And then that's also why he became jealous of Molly because she was making more money, and people were admiring Molly, and he yeah. was just this side character, even though he's the one that started this version yeah. of the game. Just so to go back to the rake thing for just a second. That's yeah. why if you have a poker game in your basement with your friends, unless you're charging them to play in the game, there's nothing illegal yeah. about that. I've always wondered why people can play poker and bet and everything like at their house and it's not considered because there's no yeah, rake, right? Yeah. Interesting. interesting. I was wondering how they how they got around that, but now that makes sense. Now, if you okay. ser- if you serve food and beer, you just tell everybody, "Hey, uh, kick in twenty bucks to cover the food and the beer." That's not a rake. Right. That's people covering the food. <laughs> Let's and cover the food here, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if you take five dollars out of every pot, right. now so you're breaking the that law. was. Ca- I remember back when you would order a pay per view. Yep. is like bars would charge like five bucks a head. Yep. And they, you know, the pay-per-view. They still do. 
Do they really? Mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. You have to pay UFC? to reserve a table. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have walked out of Buffalo Wild Wings because I walked the one time I walked in, there was like ten people yeah. in the place, and they were going to have a UFC fight. And they're like, "It's fifteen dollars for a table," and I'm like, "Bitch, there's nobody in this." I place. made that mistake, and I'm <laughs> like, "I'm not here for." I went on the wrong night on the yeah. weekend to get dinner, and I'm like, "Oh, nope." And I, I was like, no, "Put me at no a table that doesn't face the TV. I yeah. could give it, you know." And uh, is Ronda Rousey fighting? Oh, yeah. never mind. And they were like, "No, no," and I'm like, "Okay," and we turn around and walk yeah. out. That's that's silly. Like I could see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like that was a thing for a while is that you pay 40 bucks for the pay-per-view yep. and then you charge five bucks a head and you're, well, they like, charge the businesses way more for the pay-per-views. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they do. They oh, have oh, to pay yeah. hundreds or a thousand to show yeah. the, those businesses have to pay a license to for public exhibitions. That's so, why right. they get in trouble oh. when they stream. If someone like in a business streams a $30 or a WWE event off their $10 account, they, people go and they, they, like they're undercover, whatever. They're secret shoppers, and you get a huge fine if you're not licensing it yeah. for a and business. It's, and the and the license is based on the capacity mm-hmm. of your of your oh. building. Yeah. I should tell my friends that from all the money they made off of me, from be like, oh no, you gotta pay ten bucks to come over. All and right, I'll pay. And then there's lawyers that just send out letters trying to get hey, you to send them money. Oh yeah, right. They, right. I read in that that when I worked at Pops, they sent us one because of the Oz, and they saying that the Oz had ran the fight. Some Tyson fight oh, or something, okay. and that like illegally, and we needed to send them fifteen hundred dollars, or they were going to take us to court. It's like an extortion. Yeah, scam. it's totally it's, what it was. Take us and, to court, then. And they, but most people, the, the most businesses are right. going to be like, I don't want to deal with that. Here's your, yeah. And I was like, you know, and they were getting ready to pay it, and I was like, but. And the odds is that for people that aren't from St. Louis is like a dance club. It's like a legalized rave almost, basically. Like, yeah, and so it's like they're 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 not they're we're never going to show the fight. It's not what they're there for, you right? Know? And uh, and. And uh, they were getting ready to like just pay it to make it go away, and I was like, "Can't you just pull the logs?" Like the club didn't even open. The club is a late night club. Yeah, it doesn't it, open until like midnight. It didn't even open until like eleven thirty or yeah. midnight. I'm like, nobody even disabled the burglar alarm until eleven o'clock at night. And um, and so and Tyson fights over before then, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so they were like, "Oh yeah," and they sent that, and then the guy just went away. Yeah. Of course he did. So. Could have uh, given me like half the fifteen hundred. I'm just saying, I saved you some money. So they well, cut. Whatever. So she cuts out the boss. She doesn't need. Well, him what anymore. happens is, is she realizes that the writing is on the wall. So she starts to. She sets up a, a, a competing game. Correct. And she's she, got all the numbers. Well, she's also so rather than being in the back of a bar, she goes to the Four Seasons, gets like superior liquor and food, and has this perfectly you know legit setup. She ends up. She brings a woman's touch to this. She does. Proceedings. She she knows what these men would want. Does she hire the girls like she, that used to work he, at the club? Or no, she hires two girls, massage therapists. Yeah. Yes, and then the <laughs> is that what we're calling them? <laughs> yeah. There are massage therapists mm-hmm. in poker rooms. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They go like if, especially like if you're in Vegas, people come by all the time to the tables and say, "Do you want a massage?" I was at a strip club once. She was like, "You want a massage?" I'm like, "Yeah, no. that's a different situation." That, that's that's a, a, no, no, it's no. not because like the guy next to me got one, and she was just like, meep, meep. "Oh, I see what you're saying." No, yeah. I, I thought not you were alluding kind of to something. Was no. she making those noises? Yeah, it was really weird. Was she had, like, Super a speech awkward. Impediment or? I will pay you to not make that noise next to me while I'm playing go away. Like, <laughs> uh, the other so, players are hiring them. Go sit next to this guy and go yeah. here. <laughs> Stop it. Did you get a massage from Beaker from on the Beaker. Muppets? <laughs> 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 All right, uh. Calm down. Uh, so she goes, she has this game sort of set up on the back burner, knowing that this next call is going to come 
so she gets the game. Uh, she's at a, she's at another game, you know, I set up with the bot, the, the douchebag boss. And he kind of says like, look, uh, I'm not going to pay you to be my assistant. Like you can keep your tips from the game, but you're not going to get paid to be my assistant. Uh, you're making too much money. Um, and she's just like, let's time out. You want me to be on call for you 24 seven and you're not going to pay me. But if I quit that job, you're going to take the game away from me too. And he was like, yep basically and she's just like no like you need to pay me my the money she knows that like if she loses the the assistant job she's out of the poker poker job so now she's got this game set up in the wings she sends the texts uh one night and just says like the guy calls her and says hey you know what you're good you're fired being a complete asshole to her the entire time on this phone call and she's like gotcha Okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, so the, she goes to the office and the girl, the new girl is there and she's like, oh, he needs the these numbers. She's like, oh, I forgot my phone in my car. And I also like that the timing of this movie, they keep like cell phones. Yeah. So she's got like a Blackberry. Right. That no <laughs> Blackberry's <laughs> like, oh, man, that was state of the art. That was back then. Yeah. Uh, I remember that when I got my first BlackBerry, and it's like I can use the internet, like not like that mobile crap on your T nine phone. Like <laughs> it was like real web pages on a yeah, yeah. phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Oh, I forgot my phone in the car. I'll go grab it for you, and then I'll text it." Well, she texts all the people, the high rollers, that the game has been moved. So they all show up at the game at the Four Seasons, and she they're just like, "Where's so and so?" And she was like, "Well." Uh, you can either go back and play with him, and that's fine. Like that's totally your call. But I'm gonna be, re- I'm going to be running this game Tuesday nights here. And everybody was like, "You have Let's nice play. boobs." So I'm coming to this game. And Spider Man is here. And Spider Man yes. is here. Yeah, yeah she got to keep. She got. She won, McGuire. She won custody of Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> temporary custody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns out that actually he had won custody of her. Correct. And then so everything is running pretty smooth. Like they're bringing in some big fish, and they're. Uh, running a good game and she's making all kinds of money and people are making all kinds of money while they're playing. Uh, they do get in, like she's they say that she's carrying about what like four million on the street, which means it was two and a was that, that what it was? was two and a half, but still it was okay, like it was a bunch of yeah. money that she just kind of it was debt that she let fly uh, and didn't collect on. Here's what would happen: somebody would come to buy into the game and they would bring ten thousand dollars in cash because that was the minimum buy-in. Right, and then they would get felted, which means you lost all your chips and you're down to nothing but the felt on the table. Aha. <laughs> you're out of you're out of chips. You're out of the game. And they no, don't want to go home early. Yeah, you don't have to go home. You go over to her and you get it on credit. Right. Give me another twenty five thousand dollars. She makes a note in her Excel. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Thing. Right. <laughs> and uh, a spreadsheet, and you, she gives you twenty five thousand in chips, not in cash, but in right. chips. But you now owe her twenty five thousand dollars. Correct. And she did this with a number of the other players, who, were, by the way, were all losing their money to Toby Maguire. Right. He was making a million a week in this game. Uh-huh. Um, it was just like a power trip. Like it's not like he needed the money. He loved winning money. In the interview I did with her, she said. He didn't just want to win. He wanted to destroy Crushed lives. And that's, yeah. a, that's a line in the movie. Yeah, that's oh, a line yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Man, it, it really puts this guy in a bad light. Like, if you aren't, you know, it, it, the book and the movie, if you know it's him, it's like, gee. It gets yeah. off on hurting people. I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you another story that's not in the movie. Mm-hmm. At one point, uh, he says to her, 
Um, you know, we should get a shuffle machine in here. Or she, she decides she wants to have a shuffle machine in the table so she can get more hands out for the players. Mm-hmm. Which they do. Yes. In the movie. Uh, and casinos now all have these as well. They have two decks. One is the deck they're using while they're playing the hand. Mm-hmm. The other deck is in the machine, and it's shuffling the cards so that as soon as a hand is over, boom, you take the other deck out, you replace it, and now you go and you start dealing it. They have a deck on deck. The, the, right. <laughs> the, that's exactly right. The reason casinos do that is because they're taking money out of every pot, and so the more pots there are, the more money, the the more money they make. But Tobey Maguire wants that because he wants more hands because he wants to have more opportunities right, to, to beat win people. Money. In, not in the movie, but in real life, he suggested that to her, and she said, oh, where can I get one of those? And she, he said, oh, I have one. I will rent it to you for $200 an hour. Uh. <laughs> in a game, like he's this, making a million a week. Like, like this guy needs to make $200. And then, and then later, she told me in the interview, he raised the rates on the <laughs> Shuffle Master machine. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, that only existed so he could make money faster. Correct. <laughs> what a jerk oh, off. What a dude. greedy yeah. Yeah. Makes me like Spider-Man 3 even less. <laughs> ah, no. So then we jump back to present, quote-unquote, present day. Uh, and um, Idris Elba is trying to figure out, like, what her angle is. Like, it, there has to be something else going on. Like, she can't be this. So that's that was a problem that I had a little bit, is they make her almost infallible. Like they make Molly almost infallible. Like she's not doing anything wrong. She kind of starts to go down a path later on with drugs and stuff like that. But she doesn't screw over any of these rock stars. She doesn't screw over any of these famous people who are taking shots at. Like not what I mean by taking shots is firing on her or hitting on her. Yeah. Um, saying awful things about their kids to her. Like she's got all of this information. Like the scene as we get forward where Idris Elba is making a plea to the prosecutor where he's just like, why are we even like, what are you even doing? Why is she here? Like she, there is no reason for this woman to be involved in a Rico, a Rico case case because like, she's got, if you want to know why this person, like she taught, he says like there was a, a ambassador, a U.S. ambassador that had to pull out and nobody knows why she knows why. And she never said a word. Right. Like, and it's a like it's Idris Elba getting to show those acting chops. It's a great scene. Yeah. And he also presses her on why she named names in the book. Right. But doesn't want to talk about it in court or, or anywhere else publicly. And it turns out that the names she named in the book were because they were named in a lawsuit Correct. against a guy named Brad Ruderman who was a hedge fund guy who was terrible at poker right. and went to this game and lost a lot of money on a regular basis, over $5 million in that game. Yeah. He's the guy they want at the table. But Exactly. <laughs> but the the reason he was there was not because he cared about that, because he got more money from the people at the table who invested in his hedge fund, uh, way more than the $5 million game, dollars yeah. he yeah. lost. Yeah. That's exactly I, what I, he was doing. I really liked that scene in the movie in terms of, like, it was showing you, because, like, it's easy at some point to be like, a lot of these people have gambling addictions, and is she taking advantage of that? And I'm sure there's some of that at play. Sure. But a lot of those people, one, they they had a lot of money, and for it to be interesting in the same way that a $200 bet for us would be, oh, they need that to be much higher. But also, people were in there for different motivations. Yes. Some mm-hmm. people were in there to, to network or meet, meet people. It was kind of a social right. network. I, well, well, I see what you yeah. did there. Yeah. <laughs> but that, they yeah, were I, playing Moneyball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like that they were like, it was kind of like, oh, well, people have 
there are different people with different means and they have different motivations for being in the room. It's not necessarily that they're addicts and can't control right, themselves. Right. Some of them made, uh, in fact, they weren't uh, all, you know, uh, compulsive gamblers. Some no. of them were decent players. You know, they didn't all lose their money to Tobey right. Maguire. But um, some of them were there to make movie deals with other people. Sometimes it was just to hang out. It's just a, right. it, but it, like networking. Like just, that's exactly the same reason that you hang out in your basement for your $20 poker tournament. These guys did it for $20,000. Right, yeah. exactly. Or $220,000 sure. or whatever it was. They had that connection, and they liked hanging out with each other, and they liked playing this game. But the Brad Ruderman part of the story was that he wasn't really really taking their money and putting it into a hedge fund. He was putting it into his Ponzi yeah. scheme. Yeah. Into, his, into his pocket. He, he was yeah. Madoffing them yeah. the whole way, and when he got caught, that case brought out the names of these celebrities and other rich people. And when I first heard about the story, and the story was well-known within the poker community. Oh, really? Everyone I talked to about it said, all of these people are going to settle. Because the government went after them. Because they had a piece of the money that had been stolen from other people in the hedge fund. Sure. And that's why they took all our money. It's because they were trying to reclaim assets. Uh, no, she paid 500 for the, grand for the Ponzi. She said she paid. She's like, they in that initial sit-down, with uh, the pro- okay. she said, I pay the government five. Like, I... So there's another great scene where, so Brad has been charged, bad Brad has been charged. They slide like a list of names to Molly, and she's like, this was a list of names provided by Brad. Are these the people who are at your game? And she was like, first of all, I didn't I didn't write those names. And the prosecutors are like, yeah, but can you confirm those names? She's like, I went on the record, I did not provide you with those names. And they were just like, but can you authenticate it? She's like... I need you to say I did not provide right. you with those names. <laughs> yep. Like those names were provided to you by Brad. And she was just like, uh, yes, though you did not give us those names. She's like, yep, they were all there. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. And she, all she's saying is they played in my game. That's all she's not saying. Not that she was involved in the right. Ponzi scheme, right. which Correct. is important. Yeah. yeah. And, to this, and to this point, her game is completely legal. Right. Like her game is still, she's not taking any, any rakes or anything. It's all legal. Yep. She says she pays 500 grand to do whatever she has to do. I mean, the the gal's liquid. Like, she's got money that she doesn't know what to do with. And incidentally, she was paying taxes on all the money she she made. She had, like, 409. Molly Bloom Incorporated and was following the law. Like, all of her waitresses had 1099s or whatever. Like, everything was on the books. Like, everything was legit. In real life, they did hit her with a tax lien but I guess she paid it up. Like, she wasn't paying enough, and they, I think they realized how much money she was making, and so they gave her a tax lien for, like, 150 oh. grand or something. I do like the line where she goes and talks to a lawyer, and the guy's like, as long as you're not doing anything illegal while you're doing it." It was funny, yeah. like, winking at, and like, she goes, what? Are what you? does that mean? Yeah. Never break like, the law while you're breaking yeah, the law. Yeah, she's like, no prostitution. She's like, none of that. She's like, no drugs. None of. She's like, so don't, do it, don't break the law while you're breaking the law. And she goes, am I breaking the law? And he was like, are you taking a rake? And she goes, no. And he's like, well, then you're good. But he keeps saying. He keeps, but he's like, <laughs> but, so you're good. But yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, that was not the Idris Elba lawyer. That was not. No. That was another. Uh, that was a character actor that you would recognize from all kinds of stuff. That was a shady lawyer. I don't think he was shady. Like, he was giving her the legit. Mm. Like, he was not on but the Idris Elba level. Let's just say not everybody finishes at the top of their class yeah, in law school. That is true. Yes. Yes. And is the guy fair. who finishes at the end is still called a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the lowest ranking doctor still a doctor. Right. Um so how so how does she get to the rakes and get into trouble? So what happens is she so Tobin Maguire Tobin Maguire screws her out of the game. Starts to 
jam her up. Like, we need to cap your tips. We're going to do this. And she was just like, what is... And does he just do it because he can? Yeah. He's just a jerk, so he's like... He knows that if he decides to leave that game and tells everybody else, I'm not playing there anymore, they won't play there anymore, which is exactly what happens when she refuses his demands. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the game is no longer hers. Nobody's coming. Right. And then... uh, Yeah, because that's the thing, is ultimately, it was... It was never her game, right? Yeah. It was his game. Yeah. If if she had moved, if she had texted everybody and said the game's moved that first time, and he said no, it's not. Right, yeah, they would have all she, went with him. She would have had nothing. Yeah, right. she, she he, went from working officially for some idiot to, to, to some greedy idiot yeah. to working unofficially for yeah, some greedy yeah. idiot. Right, and, and if he, and there were some issues I, we we kind of didn't really get to about like that. You know, you find out that player X was kind of into her. Well, oh, was he was. He was staking the other players at the table. There's one player in particular. No, oh, I thought it was more than one. No, just one. Oh, he I said th- he's been doing it for a while, but the one... I thought he said it was. It ended up being more than one. It was more than one, but the one that we see... Played by Bill Camp. Who was great. Who you may have seen in the HBO series The Night Of. Oh, that's where I knew him yeah, from. And he's been getting great a lot show. more work ever since then. He awesome is fantastic show. in his yeah. scenes in this, and he... Goes on tilt after losing a hand. Yeah, that means you know he, he can't think straight because he's so mad and upset about the well, money it, he just lost. It's great. He loses, to, to, he loses to Brad. He loses the to bad Brad because he doesn't realize that Brad doesn't know how to play poker, so he can't pick up any tells, and so he thinks that yeah, right. Which is funny because like I've I've never played poker really. I played it in, in college once in the fraternity, and and like I did that to somebody. Like <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, and everybody was like, "I bet Tom must be really good at this." And I told. <laughs> Totally not for that kind of money, obviously. Right. But it was like they were when it was all over. They were like, "Okay, just out of curiosity, what did you have?" And I'm like, "I didn't care." So I showed them. They were like, "But you should have done X, Y, and Z." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know what I'm doing." Yeah. <laughs> In poker terms, um, the uh, Bill Camp character uh, has what's called top full house, and the other guy calls with virtually nothing and makes what we call runner runner better full house. Uh, because two kings come and he's a king in his hand. It's, it, oh. it actually shows it fairly well on the screen. Oh, no, I, that's the I, that's the second guy. The fir- the bad Brad has like a six and a two offsuit, and he bluffs. And that's what really happened. That's he, what Toby Maguire did. Bluffs the guy into losing. And in the, the like, in the book they tell that story where Toby Maguire is like, I wouldn't lie to you. He's acting. He's being right. an actor. No, no, not that one. So bad Brad is playing against the the guy that the Bill Camp. Bill Camp. And Eustace is that his name? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. so they're they're playing, and Bill Camp has him dead to rights. Yes, and then but since Brad doesn't know anything, like the other guy can't pick up any tells, so he he assumes the uh, Bill Camp is being a good poker player, where he's like, man, I got I got nothing. So this guy he must have me. So he folds. Brad, so Brad wins the hand. He flips and he's got like a two six. No, suit. no, 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 no. That's not that's the wrong one. The the other guy makes an unlikely straight. Yeah. In this particular hand, the two six is yeah. actually the hand where Toby Maguire, or sorry, player X, mm-hmm. uh, talks a guy off of the best hand. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, and that's what he really did. And they just, Molly tells about it in the book. And this, and he puts on an act. He acts like he is. And he tells him, I wouldn't lie to you. I, I, I swear, swear on my, my swear, mother. Yeah, he really did I that. Have, I have two queens. Yeah. And you, then, should, you should fold. Yeah, and then just like laughs about it that he just took this guy. Not only laughs, but says F you. Yeah. yeah. He shows oh. him the bluff and says F you. Yeah. Now, let me Terrible. tell you something as a poker player. If you do something like that, 
you have essentially painted a target on yourself, which yeah. is what he's trying to do. Right. Because everybody's going to think he's bluffing again next time and he's going to show him the nuts, which yeah. is the best hand. Yeah. But also, if you're the best player at the table, you never want to berate the players yeah. who are worse than you yep. because they might not come back and play anymore. Right. You yeah. want worse players at the table, like I said earlier. <laughs> For him, I'm guessing it just didn't matter. Oh, he like, just wanted to destroy he just, here's, yeah. the other, here's the other thing. He knew Toby, other people would come to this celebrity Toby match. Toby Maguire in 2004 was untouchable. Yeah. Toby Maguire in 2017, there's a reason we haven't seen Toby Maguire in a long time. Yep. He got himself jammed up. I think he is laying low in some cabin somewhere where the Russians can't find his ass. <laughs> like, he is, he's not, uh, yeah, I think he's made enough money that he doesn't have to act, but he's also maybe made some enemies where he should just not come out of the woodwork. Well, I, I also want to mention some of the other supporting actors who are in this because Bill Camp is one of those guys you look at him and you go, I know that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris O'Dowd plays mm-hmm. another one of the players. So I thought she called him Chris O'Dowd. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, she's like, and then, and then Chris O'Dowd was here. And then he started, I was like, oh, yeah, Chris O'Dowd. But then he starts talking with a New York accent. I was like, he cannot be playing Chris O'Dowd. Like, that's not, that can't be a yeah. thing. And Brian Darcy James. Who yeah. is he? Um, he's another one of the players. I don't remember which one. But okay. he, he was one of the uh, reporters in Spotlight. And also starred oh. in the Broadway musical Something Rotten. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff lately. I think, was he the, was he the rock star? I don't remember. Okay. And uh, uh, there, another actor who was in there, I just remember the name, Justin Kirk, who I remember from the Mary Louise Parker Showtime series, Weeds. Oh, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Played her brother-in-law. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's in this movie as well. So you'll, you'll, you'll see these people and yeah. you'll recognize them. I'm just putting some names out there. Okay. Like you couldn't look them up on IMDb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I did. <laughs> no. It's called show prep. Yeah. No. yeah. But, 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 but I will say that Sorkin gets the poker scenes right. Yeah. And since you guys aren't poker players in the way that I am, I'm right. curious, could you follow the poker action the yeah. way he displayed there was, it on the screen there was only one scene where i was like i got no clue what's going on and i forget which one it was i think was it was it in new york because there was one scene in new york where i was like i have no where clue she was on. like well the flop does this and then the ring and then, then they floated down the river and i'm just like <laughs> i've got 23 skidoo like i got no clue what Wait, you're you have 23 skidoo i fold yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm out. and i like there was only one time where i was like I have no idea what's going on, but I know he's winning and he's yeah. losing. Yeah. Well, that's all that's all that And matters. ultimately that's all I I thought it was know. great. I mean, I've played poker at the casino and like maybe I've played a little bit more, but I mean, I'm not a professional by any means and it was very easy to follow. I thought the writing was great and again like the way they told the story back and forth, it was easy to follow, you know, how her career was progressing with these games and with the people that were there. And- I so when they're doing the game, I actually appreciate it. it's kind of like catch me if the first catch me if you can where they now you see it. me. Now you see me. That, now you see me. Yeah, they caught him. So there wasn't a second. There was no. Now you see me. Where <laughs> they they break down the trick for you, right? Like later, and so like in this one, they kind of do something similar. Where in the beginning, where she's looking at her her line, and you see like, but they keep bringing up the cards on screen and tell yeah. you exactly what the cards mean and all that mm, stuff. Right. So uh, yeah, as I mean, I've played before, but not you know anything not like you paul yeah but i'm just saying if you're not have a a problem if you've (laughs) never played poker you can still go see this movie and understand what's going on it's yeah honestly the poker action is not a huge element to the film i would agree so more importantly did you feel like they were at a real poker game yes did it feel very authentic yes 
Cool. Is Sorkin a it, poker it, player? It, yes. He seems ah. like he'd be the sort that would be in games like this. Yes. Just snorting coke off cards. The only thing that's <laughs> missing from this is the long, boring sections where you're getting no cards and you don't right. play, and you just fold, 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 right. fold, which makes a horrible movie. <laughs> right. right. It's like in Law and Order, where you never see the jury selection part. Right. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> right. You just well, you know, trial. there are poker games like the main event of the World Series of Poker that they live stream on the internet yeah. or sometimes carry on ESPN, ESPN. and you watch those... And you see, oh, there's a raise, and everybody else folds. <laughs> oh, there's a raise, and everybody yeah. else folds. Or everybody folds, you know, whatever it is. It's boring yeah. for hours and hours. And in the middle of that, you get moments of absolute horror. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if you're really in a, if you're if you are a truly adept poker player, you know it's about math and numbers. Yes, and you and which fold more I, time. Which is why I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> right. But you, you play maybe 10 or 15% yeah. of the hands. I right. was told there'd be no math. <laughs> which <laughs> is why the Eustace character is good, right? Like, he knows the, the math. And he, like, he's, and, a, he's a good player. And he's prepared to sit there and, and, and like, he knows when to he dump knows, out. He knows and, tells. He knows all that stuff. And, yeah. and, but he also just knows the numbers right. of it. And he knows, like... Nope, I know that my odds aren't good, and I'm out. And like he was a very like close to the chest kind of player. And in fact, uh, Molly can't believe that the other player who brought this guy Eustace with him wants this guy in the game. Why would you have X? him? He, yeah, well, that's what well, I say. yeah, right. Player X brings him in. Why would you want him? He's he's a good A B C player. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't take too many risks. Why would you want him in the game? Oh, out. I have my reasons, and yeah. we find out later when he loses a massive pot and goes on tilt and ends up in debt to her. Right. For an enormous amount like of money that he can't, million that he can't pay, and that's when player X slash Toby Maguire tells her later, "Oh, you're gonna, uh, you got your money because it came from me, and now I own this guy. Right? I get fifty percent of his wins and no downside for me on his losses. Right? And and she's just like, that's cheating. And he was like, well, you and think it's I loan shark? It's yeah. collusion. She's like, you yeah. think I would throw my hand? And she's like, it doesn't matter if I think you would do it. The opportunity is there for you to do it. Right. And he, this is this is where and he, he would, would totally do it. Absolutely, he would. He would totally do it because he would. I think he would like even more being the guy who lost but secretly won. Right. Like I think he that you know what I mean. He would like the secret and the hiding a secret in plain sight. Yeah. And the yeah. power. Obviously, he right. just wanted the power over. Someone. Right. Imagine yes. if you're sitting around a poker table of nine players and two of them are playing as a team, but nobody knows it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, the other that's, thing. If you know you have stakes, you can then theoretically yeah. cheat. It's, it's right. like playing skippo. Or if Kevin and I are on the same team and Tom is in the hand with us and we just keep raising to the point where he goes, "Well, I'm out." Right. We have his money. Yeah. We split it up later on. Yeah. yeah. That's it creates so, a lot of problems. And this is where she she gets basically gets the game taken away from her. Uh, and she goes, she decides she's like, that's it. I'm like, I, I got to get out of L.A. There's goes, nothing for her. There. There's nothing for her here anymore. So she goes to New York and, and starts a new, starts a new game. And this is where she's like, and I hired Playboy Playmates. Right. And not but, like. But she dits- hired like really brilliant. Playboy she's like not Playmates. the ditzy ones. Like, yeah. This one's dad is like, a you know, I'm. Um, a Moroccan ambassador. She she's lived in nine countries. They're the ones where in the Playboy when it said turn-ons, they wrote quadratic equations. <laughs> right. <laughs> you you read that stuff? <laughs> well, we had to make excuses. You know, like you had to have. Some I wanted facts. to know if I had something that turned them on. <laughs> And yeah. I was 12, and I was doing algebra. <laughs> I'm so, getting to that equation, damn it. Yeah. So, yeah, she goes, and she sets up a brand-new game in New York, brand-new players. This is where they kind of reference A-Rod a little bit. Right. Uh, and everything's going fine, and then... The Russian mob. The Russian mob gets in. Starts and she, playing. And, and this is, they, they make a good point where they're just like, you vetted everybody, and you didn't know 
that you had Russian mobsters playing in your game? And she's just like, well, they might have been a little coked up at this she's point. Like, yeah, she's like, I was on drugs, and my vetting wasn't the best. But the Russian mobsters don't usually come out and tell you immediately that they're Russian mobsters. And the Russian mob gets involved because they ran a high-stakes game of their own in Brooklyn. And she brought in... And she wanted to get those players to come to her game. Right. And so, once they did, the Russians were like, oh, there's another high-stakes game? Let's go. We have, we're going to get a piece of that, actually, yeah, too. You left out what she actually said. What? Don't you remember? No. She says, in my experience, the Russian mob, when they arrive on your doorstep, don't appear... Like tradition, don't appear to be mobsters. Yes, unlike Italians, unlike Italians, <laughs> which she'd already had a. Oh, she had, had didn't have a run in yet. Yes, yeah. that's true. I did giggle at that line. Like I was like, that's pretty like good. Italians yeah. want you to know. They want you to know. Even the ones that aren't in the mob yeah. want you to think they're in, they're the, in the mob. mob. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. In an interview with Molly Bloom, she says that she once saw someone lose one hundred million dollars. That the was table. the interview with me. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. She talked about two guys <laughs> playing heads up for a hundred million dollars. Yeah. So was she bankrolling that? No. She, she, said, she, was, she was not involved no. in this. This was long after she oh, was gone. Oh, it was gone. after. Okay. I asked her in the interview, do these games still go on in Los Angeles? And she said, well, they went on for a little while, but then people pushed the stakes too high, which is as much of a mistake as inviting the professional poker players to come. Right. Because eventually you're just playing billionaire against billionaire. Right. And it eventually came down to literally two guys playing heads up for a hundred million dollars. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't even, like, I can't even process that. Can't process a million. Like, a hundred That's true. Yeah, that's million. also a good point. That's a great that's point. That's an insane amount of I did see somebody yeah. hit the Powerball. Maybe they're going to L.A. and uh, <laughs> going to make some money. Um, hopefully it was Toby. Hopefully it was Toby. So they go. She sets up this game in New York. The The Russian mob gets involved, and she's pushing herself so hard. Was she, she doing drugs to keep herself awake? It started that yeah. way. That's why it started. Because yeah. the game would just, go for three days. Right. Yeah. And it just spiraled from there. Uh, finally, I'm trying to think. So we keep bouncing back to, to real. And the real-time stuff isn't as... Uh, important, I guess, until we get further and further and further until like they we find out that she has all of her hard drives from all of her laptops. And Idris Elba is just like, "Did you plug in your phone to the laptop?" And she goes, "Well, she didn't understand how yeah, like computers goes, keep records of she everything." Goes, well, yeah, why? And he goes, "How many laptops did you have?" And she's just like, "I don't know." I pulled he goes, all the hard. Drives. Do you realize that those hard drives? have everything you've ever, ever done, done yeah. on that phone and she was like what isn't she like i gotta go and he's like don't touch yeah those she's hard- like i'm I just gotta- gonna he's <laughs> like i'm not gonna touch them. i'm just gonna blow them up to smithereens yeah. to tiny pieces he was like you you can't that's like destruction that's, of that's justice, evidence right? uh it's not destruction of justice but it's obstruction uh, of justice. yeah right yeah uh she could have done that before the fbi came she knocking could have before she was going to be arrested but now right. there's an investigation now it's too late right yeah so we find out that the she goes and they have this amazing meeting with the prosecutor with the prosecutor who's a complete bag. Idris Elba gives this impassioned speech. This is a good speech. It's a great speech, a great monologue um, where he just kind of like, look, she's got all this information. She hasn't done anything with it. What are you thinking? Why is she here? You took her money and then you want to tax her on that money. Like, what is wrong with you? And you think that he has pled his case to the prosecutor and he was just like can we talk to you without you here this is where we get the awful scene this is the only scene in the movie i was like just take this out a i don't like kevin costner b this scene makes no sense you just don't like him because of man of steel is that really what uh, turned you no like i mean i didn't like mr brooks i didn't like 
uh, I don't know anything. Just because he has such a huge career, I'm just wondering if oh, Man no, of Steel. I like, so I love Field of Dreams and yeah. Bull Durham and all like all the baseball movies, basically. Uh, Dances not, with Wolves. No, like Waterworld. No, Waterworld. Wyatt Earp. Like I like yeah. Wyatt Earp. I don't like it more than Tombstone, but I like Wyatt Earp. Yeah, I always thought Tombstone was the best one. Tombstone is the best one. It's Kurt Russell. <laughs> well, come on. And amazing performance by Val Kilmer. Like you don't get a better doc. I'm your Huckleberry. As good as uh, Dennis Quaid was. Yeah. As but. But I agree. This stuff, the stuff with the dad, just didn't resonate, and it was a little too on the nose. You in also terms can't of trying to redeem ex- that character. Like he's too big of an asshole to redeem him in five minutes. Yeah. Like there's no. So we, Molly is constantly picking fights with her dad, and I love, 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 love that the, scene the at dinner the dinner table. table. Yeah, it is fantastic. Uh, and she's just like, I never really knew why I was picking fights with him. Like she, you know, like a. My father and I, if he listens to this, sorry, Dad, uh, we butt heads. We, we, when I was growing up, we would butt heads all the time. You're butt quite heads. the butt head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Which one was Beavis? Me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I get that. Like that, I, I understood that. But he was so mean to her because of what he was doing. Like there was, she didn't do anything wrong. Like she saw something when she was a kid, didn't know what she saw. But knew that it was not right, and it turns out that he had been cheating and on her. I don't think you can hinge an entire interpersonal relationship on that one moment. That I agree. A little too, they put a little too much of a bow on but that one. That's but the thing is, like, they, none of this has anything to do yeah. with the actual story. I agree, I, I agree, and I I agree here. It doesn't. I I, I don't agree about about the the setup of, of like seeing a little bit of her background and like how driven and focused she could be. Like I I, I like. I liked that stuff, and I and I did think it informed the character. But this stuff yeah. at the end, I thought was a complete waste of time. I agree. I didn't and way care too at this cutesy. Yeah. And I didn't. Like, I didn't mind the ice skating. Like that didn't bother me. As yeah. like her just kind of like getting back in the cold and back on the. ice. I actually thought, okay, here's the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I could see that for sure. But then, like he's there, like he just happens to show yeah. up. I was like, well, and I thought initially that it was going to be, a she she saw it, but he wasn't really there. Right. And that, you know, then she would go back and do whatever. But they have this long, you know. Well, we won't bore people. No, no. It's, it's a scene on a park bench. Yeah. I happen to be redeems- in New York. Yeah. 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 Let me ask you something. <laughs> if you had not seen your child in 20 years and she lived in St. Louis. Yes. And you were going to St. Louis. Well, I, I maybe I'll find her there. Would you think to yourself, I'll go to the Steinberg rink right. because it's pro- she's probably ice skating. <laughs> they also, oh, yeah. You know, the thing is, even if you were going to do that, it's like if you were going to go to an ice rink in New York, you'd go to Rockefeller Center. Yep. Or the, or the one in Central Park. And that's not yeah. where she was. She was, she go to like was she at the Central Park yeah, one? Yeah, she was. Oh, oh I yeah. didn't think that was the Central Park one either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> either but, way. But still, I'll just randomly. Yeah. By it's, the way, she was a skier. That's in cold weather. <laughs> yeah. So like, she must be at the skating <laughs> rink. Yeah. No, it makes no sense. No. It's silly. I also, I did kind of like where she was egging on the staff. Yeah. Like that was that competitive thing that she, like those. She's like, catch me. Yeah, come on, come get me. And they couldn't, obviously. So, yeah, so she goes and she decides, she's like, this is what this is the Idris Elba gets the deal, and and I I think Idris Elba's speech did work because it did it did get her the, off the hook completely. Well, but. because the prosecutors gave her an amazing deal yeah. and complete immunity. No, um, immunity and her money back. Yeah, that's what it was, and and it still wasn't good enough. And she kind of says she's like he's like why are you still. She says no. Like I'm not going to give up those files because they want. Yeah, they want her yeah. to name they want her names. Name names. And she's like, I'm not going to do it. And he was like, Why? Why do you care so much? And she's like, It's not about the people. It's not about Ben Affleck ragging on his kids. 
that may or may not be true. I don't know. I don't think he had kids yet. Uh, I think that oldest one's. Either way, yeah. either it, it doesn't matter. She's like on in those emails. It is these men bagging on their wives, wishing their kids had never been born, just being awful human beings. And she's like, I don't want. It's not about the celebrities or the billionaires. It's about their kids. Yeah, she's yeah. protecting the family from knowing right. these things, not the men from being found out. Right. And she says, Fine, I'll plead guilty. I'll tell them whatever they want to know about me, but they don't get the files. And it's just like, I mean, a part of me. It's kind of like, well, they could get the files if they wanted them. Like, if they knew they existed, all you had to do is subpoena, subpoena them, and they're gone. Like, uh, so I guess that doesn't happen. So she goes, and uh, also the the judge is a, a character actor you would know, Graham Greene, Die Hard Three, is what he's in, <laughs> Wind River. Oh, oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, he's good. He's very good. So he's officially played the Indian in 150 movies, including. Dances with Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> he is the Hilarious. go-to guy. Yeah. He really yeah, has been a lot. That's funny. It's always nice to see actors like that not have to play the Indian. The yeah. Indian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and he, she pleads guilty. Uh, the judge, he calls the, like, the, the lawyers up to the council, up to the bench. He's like, but not you. This is just for the, the state or the, for the, for the, the government. For the government. And Elba's just like, all right, this is weird. So he goes back. Sits down and Molly's like, what the hell's going on? He's like, just just wait a second. So and then the judge kind of says, he's like, you I've read the indictment. I've read your statements. You don't deserve to be here. Like, that's very it's very obvious. The they have overcharged you. They have done this. They He kind of he ends up saying 200 hours community service, one year unsupervised supervised probation, drug testing, and you're done. And that's it. And a small fine. And a small fine. She had to pay $125,000. Right. Uh, and that's, and that's it. That's it. And then that's kind of how we wrap up the movie is she goes out to dinner with her folks. Her brothers, they do say that her brothers are, all, one's an all-star athlete. The other is like a, a heart surgeon. Something or other. Yeah. Uh, oh, dad was doing something right. That Raised was the, a bunch of winners. Oh, man, I wanted to. Oh, uh, God. That was the line. Where was, that's the total bully line. He yeah. was just yes. like, yeah. And I think it's totally something Sorkin believes. I think that's absolutely true. Right. I, think Sork, I mean, I think that's kind of Sorkin's view on the world. Well, I can be as big of a dick as I want if I get results. If I push you to be better. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. like the terrible father everywhere. That's such, you know, like the, oh, I just did it because I love you. Yeah. yeah. I, I was horrible I'm because sorry, now I, you're I, a winner. I your childhood, yeah. but, you know, but I you're a winner. You. Right. Uh, and that's kind of where it ends. And I loved this movie. I, I was it. I was into it the whole time. I was too. I watched it with uh, with my wife. We watched a sc- we had a screener, and we like it's funny. We normally watch screeners. We're paused and getting, right. We, I, we I don't think we st- we stopped. That's a Sorkin. Once. That's a Sorkin thing, though. Yeah. I don't think you can stop. It. I mean, it it sucked us in. I thought the I thought the first hour was great. Yep. I I do think it kind of slowed down a little bit in the second half. I I I don't disagree that it's a little longer than it needed to be, and I really didn't. I didn't. I don't think the dad stuff paid off. Something else that didn't pay off was the whole conversation about uh, uh, these are poor people bagels, and Idris Elba's like, yeah, you said poor people bagels in the book, but that's not what he said, is it? He's you know he's like he said inward bagels, yeah, and she was like. "Uh." He's like, I don't know if he said that. He's and like, he, why are you protecting him? And he circles back around, and they she, they never really go back to that in terms of like why he got past that because clearly that upset him. Yeah, understandably so. I think I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Like they do, they reference that twice. Yeah, and they never pay it off. Right. I wonder. It makes me think that there's a scene somewhere where be. it pays off, and they just 
I'm just like, we've already got, two, we're at two and a half hours. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not unlike this episode. That's right. But it's yeah. a fascinating <laughs> story. It really is fascinating, uh, you know, based on a true story and very similar to what Paul and I talked about, All the Money in the World, you know, where it's like, it's a little bit longer movie, but it's just fascinating, especially when you realize that these things are based on true events. Yeah. When you find something that can be this exciting and this interesting and it's like, wow, that really happened? And I will say, like, I I thought it was really interesting to see a movie with a female character, female lead where... I mean, it's not about a relationship that she's in. It's they, not about and she's not in a relationship dating. ever. She's not having sex. This it's movie not, passes the Bechdel test. In, in, in spades. Yeah. yeah. No pun intended. Yep. Right. <laughs> but uh, And hearts and clubs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it absolutely does. Horseshoes and, like, and clovers. And, and a lot of times... <laughs> Now that's lucky charm. That is lucky charm. I, uh, <laughs> but a lot of times movies pass those tests because you know you feel like the screenwriter went back and realized it doesn't pass the test, right? Yeah. And so they inserted a scene to make it pass the test. I feel like I need to say, as much as I've criticized the movie, and in my review on my website, I, I included one little nitpicky thing about something that they do wrong that a poker consultant should have caught. And I'm assuming there was one on this movie because there was on Mississippi Grind, the movie that, that I was in. Yeah. And the dealer was a real dealer. Sorry, that was let's on back that. Right. Let's they, back that. They had real I think second. I know what you're talking about is the scene where, um, just for a split second, it's all Uno cards. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's not it. <laughs> um, no, but there's something that should have been caught, and it, uh, it's actually something that bothers me in movies. And I'm sure anybody who's in their professional field, when you see a movie about that, I'm not a professional poker player, but when you see a movie about that, and they clearly get that one tiny thing wrong, sure. you go, wait a second. And the other movie that did this so badly was The Sting, believe it or not. Wow. In their poker scene, they did the same thing. It's called a short raise. I won't explain it here. But it's that sort of thing where you go, why didn't anybody who was involved in poker say to Aaron Sorkin, make it $600, not $500, whatever oh, the thing I was. See. Yeah, okay. Because that's just wrong. Yeah. And that sort of thing makes me just wince a little bit. However... I still really like the movie, and I still recommend it to a lot of people. But I had problems with it. I would yeah. like to see the non-director's version. Uh, <laughs> I could see that. Non-dir- the yeah. studio cut. Yeah. No, but, my cut. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it did feel very believable and very real. And I think one of the other things that helped was Sorkin wanted all professional poker players to be the extras. So the people that weren't celebrities playing characters, the extras were all professional poker players. And uh, the dealers were real dealers. For, yeah. He wanted them to hold the cards. and So maybe they didn't have a poker consultant. That was his way of not having to pay uh, that for could one. Be. No, the same thing happened. <laughs> When, when I was in Mississippi Grind mm-hmm. with uh, Ryan Reynolds and mm-hmm. the incredibly attractive Sienna Miller and, yep. and, and my scene with Ben Mendelsohn, they had people who were actually poker players sit around mm-hmm. there so they looked right. And there were yeah. other people in the room who were extras who didn't even know what was going on. They would, <laughs> they, they would deal the wrong way around the oh, table. Yeah. They would give everybody three cards instead of two, yeah. all that sort of stuff. But at our table, people... We're all poker right. players, so they would all go. You can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I would awesome. totally do that. Speaking of pet peeves, it's a great like, movie, like when you know about a, an industry or something in a movie, it's always bothered me. Like in a good example, WKRP, none of the DJs wore headphones. Right. I did. Yes, you're right. Like, but they, 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 they queued up records by looking at them and turning <laughs> right. the turntable uh, yeah. back and forth. I'm like that's not a thing. No, it's not. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, but overall, I think this was this movie was good and and fun for a drama. I would like agree. It was, you know, like it a lot of fun dramas had some fun. good funny moments, but. Uh, but yeah, it, it I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a, yeah, I really it was, enjoyed a, it it was well. a good uh, and it was a good grown up movie. And a lot of times the grown up movies are like I say can be kind of depressing or eat your vegetable experiences right. as I like to call them. Unfortunately, it's up against a lot of other grown up movies right now. That's yes. the problem. Yes, it absolutely. That's the that's the downfall this time of the year. I think it might have been done better if it came out like maybe in October. Yeah, 
you know, and I, I still no real. But I think they thought they might have had an, uh, some uh, some awards heat, and they. Hopefully, I don't think they do, I, and I don't think it's to that caliber. No, but in a lot of ways, I think I enjoyed it more than a lot. I could of the see them getting an adapted screenplay. Yeah, I could see that. Well, perhaps. Jessica Chastain is nominated for a Golden Globe, or Kevin, you can edit this when it goes on after the Golden Globes actually <laughs> yeah. air. Yeah, true. Uh, she won. You know, you know, Jessica Chastain won a Golden Globe for this. <laughs> Let's give her. <laughs> you give them a couple options. Jessica Chastain sadly didn't win. Yeah, the Golden she was she ripped got off. Hosed. Yeah. So yeah, that, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was good. It's it's nice to see him come back from Jobs. Like I felt, yeah. Jobs was not good. Yeah, uh, come now, back for Idris Elba too. Yeah, man, I I want that guy to succeed so much. Yeah, and I I don't see it getting best adapted screenplay over the Disaster Artist. Ooh, good point. Oh, I meant nominated. Okay, I could yeah, nominated, I can see it nominated. So. Yeah, but uh, well, I guess that's it for this episode. At long last, yeah. let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. Paul Harris online at Paul Harris Show, and you can hear my interview with Molly, the actual Molly. Uh, on my website, harrisonline.com. And this is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at joybutts, B-U-T-T-S, 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, if you want to follow the show online, you can do it at facebook.com slash real spoilers, where uh, we will also uh, post a link to your Molly Bloom interview there Great. so people can find it um and thank you so much for coming in. It's great to on episodes where there we don't know a lot about the subject matter. My pleasure. <laughs> so it was, it was it was great. It's always great to have you in, but it was really great to have you in on this one since that's like right in your wheelhouse. Well, you it's had me jam. on for Battle of the Sexes because I used tennis. to play tennis, and I do this because I play poker. Unfortunately, that's all the hobbies <laughs> I've ever had. So <laughs> have this you ever is been uh, a Paul's Jedi? final episode. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anyway, that's it for this episode. I guess what is the movie next? Week? I have no oh, idea. Oh, uh, probably the commuter. Liam oh. Neeson's. Oh, taking wow. on a train. Oh, yeah, wow. let's Trink do it. it. I, I kind of felt like, felt like he was done with those movies. I think this is his last one. And then is his daughter oh, on the train? Yeah. <laughs> and his wife. Yeah. He was done with those movies, and then the wire transfer cleared. Yeah, right, and he was right. like, maybe I'll make one uh, more. So I'm pretty sure that'll probably be the movie du jour next week. Right. So uh, that's it for this one. Until next time, Brady Hawks takes Billy Montana under his wing. You got no when to hold up. No when to fold up. Know when to walk away and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done, you got to know when to hold. When to hold. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents... The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.